The Clarksville Foundry has been in business since before the Civil War and has been in Charlie Faust's family for going on four generations. Charlie stops by to talk about learning the family business, what a foundry does, and how the foundry has helped create some iconic landmarks around the city. All in this episode of Clarksville's Conversation. Charlie, I'm really excited to have this guest here because I think people are going to learn something today that's in our community. They had no idea. Just well, no idea. And he's got one of the coolest names ever. Charlie? Yes, ma'am. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, you're not modest at all, are you? Oh. Welcome, uh, Charlie Faust. We're excited to have you here. Uh, thank you. I'm glad to be here. So you have, you, Charlie's business is the Clarksville Foundry, right? Yep. So Charlie, tell us, because what is a foundry? What does that mean? We do metal casting. Okay. We, we melt iron mm-hmm. and pour it into various shapes that people want. And uh, we've been doing it for a very long time. How long? Yeah. Sorry, Charlie. Oh, I mean no, to go for you. it. <clears throat> it's been in my family since 1912. Wow. I, I'm, I'm third generation. And so I tell people we're the new guys, but we plan on being here for a while. That's pretty but cool. But the business goes back to 1847, pre-Civil War. So when you compare your foundry to others in the country, age-wise, are you older? Are you about average? Uh, you know, the, there's, there's a lot of very old foundries yeah. around. There's not nearly as many as there used to be. Foundries were necessary for making parts and products before uh, transportation became as widely available as it is. So every, every town used to have a foundry. Uh, and the ones that have survived are probably about, you know, on the order of 10% of the number of foundries that used to exist yeah. 50 years ago. So, so why, going back that far, why would a town need a foundry? That's a good question, Charlie. Well, I know some of the answers, but I just it, want to hear know, from if, the expert. If, if a piece of your plow broke or, a, you know, piece of your cook stove or whatever – you couldn't get on Google or Amazon and order it. Yeah. And we're talking like back it. in the day, cook stoves that, you know, the big old iron ones in your house, yeah. not like Kenmore. <laughs> <laughs> That's correct. Yeah. We're talking history here. Right. Right. Yeah. But, it, it, you know, the, it, uh, casting is a very versatile way of making stuff. Yep. And it's th- these days it's not understood by most people very well. Um, so we, we have managed to, you know, hang on through some tough times and identify a niche that we're uh, very good at and there's not a whole lot of competition. So so I believe, I, I remember you telling me you do manhole covers? Not I, anymore. Not anymore. Not anymore. We That was my grandfather's product line. Yeah. That was, uh, you know, big, big deal in the, probably the 1930s through the 1950s, and it started falling off in the 60s when plastic and concrete products started becoming available and uh, foreign competition gotcha. at that point in time was coming out of Mexico, not China. All right, this is going to be a really stupid question, but I'm going to ask it. Um, so manhole covers mm. that are iron, do those ever have to be replaced or are some of his still out there? They they should theoretically last. That's what I would think for, for a, a very long time. So if you're ever out there and you see an iron hole cover that has Clarksville, Tennessee on it, it was made at Clarksville Foundry. True story, right, Charlie? Uh, uh, yeah, a good likelihood. Yeah, I just don't know if that's something you replace. Uh, you know, do they get worn out? Who knows? Well, I I know some other cool things that that they have made. Uh, I know you've done some specialty benches 
for say the downtown commons. Yep. Right. Yep. You've done the uh, the cannon out in front of the courthouse. Right. The uh, Montgomery County Courthouse outside Mary. The Durrett's window office. at the is it Episcopal Church there? Pres- Presbyterian. Yep. Church. So there's y- your fingerprints are all over this town. Whether you like it or not. Yeah, well. In a good way. In a good yeah, way. Yeah, that's right. We won't talk about the bad ones. Okay. <laughs> I appreciate that. So so we're talking years and years and years. And so you grew up in the business. Did I, I did. Uh, my grandfather ran the place from the day he purchased it in 1912 yeah. until his uh, he had a stroke in the mid-60s. And so he, he ran the whole show. Yeah. He had three sons. Well, one of those was my father. And that generation really didn't have the interest in bringing the business into the future. They, you know, two of the three brothers didn't have heirs. And so in 1975, I, I had to commit to coming back to run the business. And that was before I even got my engineering degree. Yeah. And I had no idea what I signed up for. <laughs> <laughs> Do you now? Uh, yeah, it, 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 those were those were hard times. Yeah. We, we didn't even own a forklift. Oh wow! Really? So you know, we we managed to push through that and identify a niche that you know we've been very successful with. So I remember you telling me a story, and of course, your family didn't own it then. But did you tell me a story one time that there were actually Civil War cannons that were? made in that foundry that's uh, there are some historical accounts okay of, of cannons being machined and tested okay the, that's when we had the uh, plant done on commerce street whether they were poured there or not i honestly okay say. that's pretty historical stuff there it is that, that's the only interruption in our operation was, was a civil war yeah when clarksville was captured Oh, wow. In 1862. So we, we, 1847 to 1862, and then a brief break till 1865 and 1865 till now. Isn't that interesting? It, it really is. Of of all the products, we're talking about all these different products and stuff. Do you have a favorite? I was just thinking that. that you've molded, that you've made just from, you know, everything's from scratch. I, I don't know that you use that term, but, I mean, somebody comes up with a concept, you have to do a mold, you have to do all these things. Uh, you know, most of the things we make, I tell people, are, are widgets. They're they're just parts for somebody else's yeah. product, such mm-hmm. as an air compressor, a pump, or electrical switchgear, or whatever. And, they, and they're just engineered shape that has to be made out of the right material. Um the, those are the bread and butter. Yeah. Uh, you know, the, the projects that we've done, such as the spherical sculpture down at downtown commons and the church windows, mm-hmm. uh, you know, th- th- those are fun and, and recognizable. And, yeah. you know, the, I, I guess they would be among my favorites. Who designs those things when, you, when like, downtown commons says we want a piece of art? Who, who gets to design it? Is that you? Well, I, I contacted the artist. Okay. Um, who I was uh, became acquainted with, I don't know, probably 20 years ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, he had won a commission uh, or a sculpture competition for uh, the campus of University of Alabama, Birmingham. And it came with a $25,000 prize. And with that $25,000, he had to create the sculpture. And he... Uh, had a little art foundry at his disposal at the university. 
And they were like, they made part of it, and they said, ah, we're done. We can't do this anymore. This is way beyond our ability. And so they, he found us through a pattern maker that we both knew. And his name is Vaughn Randall. He's now on faculty at the University of Alabama, or University of, State University of New York. Mm-hmm. And um, he, he came up and sent me a picture of this thing. I said, hmm, that's pretty neat. Uh, and so I told him I'd make the pieces he needed to finish his sculpture that's on the UAB campus if he would, if he let me make one for myself mm-hmm. and not charge him anything. And he was like, yeah. <laughs> so, so that's how that sculpture and, got there. And, and, anyway, that's the sculpture that's in my front yard of the fountain. Okay. It, it, it's 12 feet in diameter, and it weighs 8,000 pounds. Wow. And it's made out of 26 castings that are bolted together. Um, so anyway, that was the introduction to Vaughn. And, and when we were talking about a project for the downtown commons, I'd attended Presbyterian Church all my life, and the bell tower windows were a fairly recent mm-hmm. project. Um, so I, I asked Vaughn if, if, and I'd seen another sculpture of his that used the spherical concept mm-hmm. out of different segments. So I said, Vaughn, can you come up with something that would mimic the shape of the windows in the bell tower of the church? And, uh, do the same thing, make a make a sculpture, a spherical sculpture. And he said, oh, yeah. And so he, he took it from there mm-hmm. and built the patterns. And that was the first piece of public art in Montgomery County that was funded by the county set aside for public art. Oh, wow. And we, we donated the castings, but, but Vaughn got paid for his, uh, his artwork. For his artwork. You know, that just shows you, I mean, of course, their family-owned business has been here forever, but the community involvement mm-hmm. that Charlie himself has, has been involved in. Uh, whether You're leaving a legacy, aren't you? Oh, man. I don't know. I'm just... Sure you are. D- ...doing things that I enjoy. And, I, and that's a blessing to, to, to really enjoy what you do. I agree. And that's part of it, right? Well, you know, I, I look in here and we've got some past Chamber of Commerce presidents and Charlie's one of them. I was right behind Charlie. I know. I know. That's how we became friends. That's when we first met. And then you've you've done many other. And you're on that list too. I I am. I I came after you guys. We actually switched places at some point during during that time. I was supposed to go and then something happened. I ended up going later. But I I avoided that kind of stuff for most of my career. Yeah. Just because, you know, I didn't, I, I wasn't that interested in it yeah but, but i tell you what it, it it has benefited me both personally and yeah. professionally i would agree with that uh, some of my closest friends i've met through community service right. yeah you but, but you know you say it's benefited you but we have benefited from you because I, i've worked with you a lot and i know katie has you're really steady you think about what's going on and try to get to the right place regardless of what that right place is, you try to make the right decision and you've guided some organizations along pretty good. Well, and we, we appreciate, appreciate that. Appreciate that hey, did you sure. know that Charlie has a fine talent for finding the best food in hole in the wall places? I did not know. <laughs> yeah. Give me an example. Well, he's the one back in the day that introduced me to Duke Steiner. Oh yeah. Yeah. Yep. Like we would, when we were, you know, doing community stuff, he's like, go to lunch. And it was always some out of the way place that I'd never heard of. And he, he knows where all the fine food is. Well, I, I don't know about all of it. but <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. 
Do you do you have a favorite food? You know, I really like spicy stuff. Do you really? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, you know, full of flavor. And, yeah. Uh, so where do you eat every week now? Because when he, Dukes was open, we were there about once a week. So where's your once a week joint now? Well, the the when the pandemic hit, mm-hmm. you, know, you kind of had to dial back on, you know, going out. But I, I go to Cali Subs on Riverside a lot. I told you he's, yeah. yeah. I've been there. They're good. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and, you know, they're, they're clean and I felt like, yeah, it, it was a safe place to go, and and I still go there probably yeah. more than once a week. I got really good at food delivery during the pandemic. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, Charlie, we really appreciate you coming here, and we appreciate you serving the community. I do think that, you know, well, first of all, we haven't even mentioned the fact that your son is now working there too, so this legacy is going to continue, right? Yep. And, and you're that, teaching and that, him to that, serve. That is a very big deal. No, oh, yeah. yeah, because that that was by no means a guaranteed yeah. success. Yeah. It, it had to be Bill's choice. Mm-hmm. Well, that's kind of you, actually. And, and he's coming up on nine years now, so I think he's he's locked in. He's in it to win it now. <laughs> I, yeah, you know, I think if I walked away today, he'd be perfectly fine. Oh, good. Uh, I, I still think I have some things I can contribute, but uh, you know, I'm I'm trying to. Slowly dial it back, and, and, I, and we get along remarkably well. That's yeah. a, that's a real blessing too. I don't see you retiring anytime soon. Nah, nah yeah, I'm, I'm still. You're having too much fun. Still having fun. Yeah. yeah. Well, thank you for joining us. It's been fun seeing you again. My pleasure, and thank you for the invitation. Good to see you, brother. Good to see y'all. Subscribe to Clarksville's Conversation wherever you get your podcasts, so you don't miss out on a single conversation.